Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. It's crazy because I was trying to get things going and didn't know that I was on Facebook Live at the same time. So it was getting my good side, my bad side, and all of the sides that I got right about now. So, but that's okay. I'm trying to get used to this technology, and I'm dealing with this pain in my hands. And, woo, Lord Jesus. But today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday is when you guys know that we do the show from the pulpit to the couch where you receive biblical teachings as well as speak with myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. Now, today's topic is, and I always say it's an interesting topic, but it's actually entitled Being Bitter. Now, we talk about being bitter. You know, sometimes it's often easy to get upset with someone or be upset about your situation or your predicament, and we know that relationships can also become complicated. But the problem is when it turns into bitterness and what bitterness is even about. Because a lot of times individuals may not even be aware that they may be demonstrating certain types of behaviors or saying things and words that are coming out of their mouth. Because sometimes when we say action speaks louder than words, it does. But words are powerful. So sometimes your actions as well as your words can be a form of what you are dealing with, what you're feeling, what you've experienced. Now, today I'm going to be providing information as far as giving you tools and tips on how do I overcome this. If I'm holding on to something and someone has just pissed me off so bad to where I want them to pay for what they've done to me or what they said to me, what is the appropriate way to go about it? Now, I'm waiting on my cousin to call in because we kind of had a short conversation about this topic because he was trying to merge it with social media, because sometimes when we talk about bitterness, one's tone. Tone is important. It's interesting. Sometimes we really, really need to pay attention to some things. And a lot of times individuals will say, well, they didn't mean it. You know, I did have this conversation with my son's friend where she said to me, well, I know sometimes he don't mean what he says. I was looking at her like, baby, if he said it, he said it for a reason. You know, so sometimes we try to overlook things because we don't want to let people go. We try to hold on to things. But no one should have to be in a relationship where they are being abused physically, mentally, or spiritually. So we're going to be talking about that. Now, I'm looking at some information, and it talks about what is a bitter person. A lot of times when we talk about bitterness, I think of a, a sour taste. Hey, Jennifer, I'm, I, I really want you to be on here. I know you're driving, but be safe. Be safe out there. <laughs> and today, like I said, it's one of those topics to where individuals feel they got the right to be angry. They got the right to be mad. But holding on to that is going to do what? Now, when I ask the question, what is a bitter person? Someone who is bitter is angry and unhappy because they cannot forget bad things that have either happened to them in the past as well as some things that might be going on right now. 
Because the bitterness got to be rooted. It's going to grow. It's going to, you know, marinate into you because you're going to be thinking about things. And the bitter experience can cause what's considered a deep pain. Now, but that pain can go away. You know, biblically there's a saying that trouble don't last always. It really don't. So holding on to this bitterness, like I said, what is it going to get you? Now, I want to share some signs because a lot of times individuals admit they feel in some kind of way. You know, we try to we put on a facade, we mask it, we say, oh, I'm all right. People say, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. You're effed up, insecure, needy, and emotional, but you're fine because a lot of times people don't want to talk about it. But I'm looking at this, and it talks about seven signs you might struggle with bitterness. Because many individuals, like I said, sometimes they don't even want to admit it because they're ashamed of it. They, it could be a learned behavior. You know, I grew up in a home where I didn't know what bitterness was. My mother, sometimes she was just mean. The stuff she would do, as well as the stuff she would say, to me was just unnecessary. So it looks like my cousin has logged on. So let me log him on before I share these seven signs. Hey, what's up? Hey, cousin. How you doing? Good, girl. How you doing? Well, thank you for logging on. I thought I was going to call you. You know, we don't just do drive-bys when we're doing radio. We do call-bys. We're going to call you, text you. Yeah. You know, we're going to do all <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so I, I don't know if it's me or you. I, I'm it's breaking you up, right Janelle. I don't know if I'm, that's me or you. Okay. I don't know because it's not clear to me, and I am on a cell phone, and it is on a speakerphone, so hopefully it's okay. So if it's sounding kind of raspy out there in Radio Land, please text me if you know my personal cell phone number and let me know. I know I'm having problems with the Internet because it keeps kicking me off and on. But I want to share some information, and it talks about seven signs that you might struggle with bitterness. One of them is you have an imaginary conversation, meaning you just walking around here talking to yourself about what people did to you, what people say to you, and you may replay a conversation or experience over and over in your head. So you want to think about that. Realize about that imaginary conversation. Yeah, I, I, I think that's really accurate, Jeanette. Um, because if you keep going over a conversation over and over again, then clearly you're still like living in the past and reliving it, and that's that's really what what can make you bitter. Mm-hmm. You know, you felt like you were wrong in some way, and you you won't let it go. You know. And you know what? You hit it. You hit it right there. I felt I was wrong. What they said to me was wrong. What they did to me was wrong. Cheating on me was wrong. Lying on me, or lying to me was wrong. And it can stir up some type of feeling. Another one is you feel the need to tell everyone what he or she did. Now that is right. powerful. I was dealing with that with my friend this morning, with him going back and forth with his exes, and I'm like. Y'all, this this is kind of messy. Ain't nobody got time for this, you know. <laughs> because one person trying to tell people, you know, and you wanted to pick up something about social media is what you were talking about today too. Is when you feel the need to tell someone what someone did, it's kind of like taking it to the playground, and you want other people 
to be on your side. Let me tell you what this person did. Let me tell you what that person said. Then you still want to be with that person, and then they get mad at the person for what they said or did, but now you back cuddling, cuddling. It's like, really? Now, what was your take on that, Cedric, start talking about feeling the need to tell someone what somebody else did to you? Especially um, yeah, you're, looking, you're looking for, for co-signers and, and sympathy and stuff, and it's not I really – I don't know how that's really going to help you get past whatever they did. You know, I think you're looking for some sort of justification for your bitterness, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and your bitterness could very well be justified, but it's definitely not going to help you, like, in your life or get you to where you need to go. Like, he, I mean, people do do you wrong, you know what I mean? Like, it, it happens, and you have legitimate mm-hmm. reasons to be upset, but, but holding on to it, it, it never helps, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I enjoyed it. I was like, I wanted to see it. Like, 
So I had to go to YouTube and Google Ice Cube at, at um, NASCAR because my friend was telling me that Ice Cube got booed to see that nowhere. So I was like, where's Ice Cube? You know, people were still yeah. complaining because the bottom line is you're not going to make everybody happy. Doggone art. You, you, you believe that? Absolutely can believe that. Like, it was an awesome show. I loved it. It was it was great. Um, it seems like the negative, the most negative people have the loudest voices for some reason. You know what I mean? Oh, my. They have, like, the most followers and the loudest voices. And, um, you know, Regina, I guess Regina King's uh, son um, alluded to the fact that um, all the negativity on social media was really bringing him down. You know, and it's it's different for our generation because we didn't grow up with that. We can just turn the phone off and we go, oh, it's whatever, you know. You know, but if you grew up with with that, that'd be like cutting off your air supply. You know, it's such the the phone is so entrenched in their in their behavior in their life, like it is entrenched in our behavior in our life. But we we have a little more perspective because we didn't grow up with it. You know, it would be like if you if you didn't have running water for 30 years or you didn't have an, a, an indoor toilet for 35 years and all of a sudden they took your indoor toilet away, you could probably deal with it better, you know. But yeah. if all you've known is an indoor toilet your entire life and then they take it away, you're like, where are you going to go? Where am I going to go to the bathroom? You know, I'm like, <laughs> You're gonna panic. You know, you have a point so, there. You have a point there. And and not only that, there's so many negative people out there in the world, period, that don't you know, our parents used to say if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. And you have so many right. people that are trying to bring other people down in all kind of ways. Whether you know, in church they used to say, Don't put your don't put your mouth on my pastor. And that was another right. way of saying they'll be going up about him or trying to shame him or blame him. But there are some angry people. You know, even myself, I'm one that I don't really get into reviews and stuff like that because everybody have their own perception and experience as it relates to even obtaining therapy. But I made a review about me one time, and I said, that person don't didn't even see me. I don't even know. She's on my intern. Yeah. <laughs> when I looked at other reviews, she was just a negative, bitter person. And right. even yesterday right. said, yesterday I got cussed out by an 84-year-old woman. Now, I do my best to respect my elders. I really do. Right. But this mm-hmm. woman, you had talked and I told you I was on my way to the doctor and all this other stuff. This right. woman right. Told, me, told me she was disabled, I think she said she was a paraplegic, paraplegic, she said she was basically handicapped, and she wanted me to come to her house to notarize some documents. I said, ma'am, I have not been providing notary services. Well, aren't you licensed by the state of California, and maybe I should call the state of California and turn you in and tell them that you are refusing to come to my house? First of all, I don't even use my notary. <laughs> I really don't. Right, exactly. But I've been compassionate for over eight years, and now you mad because I don't want to come to your house? Well, can you give me the name and number of somebody else I can call for mobile services? I said, ma'am, I'm driving right now. 
You can either call two one one. You could Cedric. This woman was so angry, and I had spoken mm-hmm. to this woman before. It's like every few right. months, this woman was trying to get me to her house. Now, if you call me and tell me, Jeanette, hey, I cooked some dinner. You want something to eat? Or hey, Jeanette, I want to play some dominoes. Or hey, Jeanette, right. maybe I might come with my with my book and my stamp and my seal. But you go just like and a gun and a gun. And a gun, because you don't know what you're walking in. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh-uh, and I call mm-hmm. some of my homeboys. I'd be like, look, this is where I'm going to be. So sit outside, wait for me to come out. If yeah. I, you know, it's interesting because sometimes I have to do that when I do interventions. I tell people, I That's am true. not the one. Do not. I, don't, don't, don't take, don't, don't even go there. And I'm not a bitter, angry person, but I know right. that there are a lot of people out there that are not, Stable, and they have a lot going on. And I mean, this woman was trying to get me to prove. I literally had to hang up. I was waiting to the phone in her face. You can't just make me come to your house and notarize some documents. And if I don't want to notarize no documents. Right. So, now when we talk about some things, and I want to just share this because, like I said, you made a valid point when you're talking about social media and negative people. Sometimes you got to consider the source. If I know that this person is just going through something, they're angry, they're bitter, they're upset, I'm not going to take it personal, which is one thing. Right. A lot of people on social media, it's such a facade. People be on their line. They don't even be, especially with Instagram. I'm glad I don't even have that many Instagram followers. But you've got people that are addicted to social media because they want the, the bright lights, the big cars. You know, it was so funny. I was sharing with um, – my son, your cousin, he got a bad habit posting up to people's cars, posting it on Facebook and stuff like that. If he's not in front of the Mercedes um, on Super Bowl, he in front of my friend's motorcycle. I had my friend cracking him. I said, look, he got my Benz and your bike. <laughs> yeah. And he posted, he posted up like he balling. Really? With your bus man? Yeah, you, you really? Bus catching out. Yeah, I mean. When you're talking about social media, we got to be careful with some of the stuff that we're looking at. Now, I'm looking at something Jennifer Bryan just posted, and she said, Apostle Paul speaks about bitterness in Galatians chapter 5, starting with around mm-hmm. the 16th verse. I mean, 16th verse, and bitterness is the fruit, and it goes into that. I see you, Luther King. If you want to call in and talk a little bit about bitterness, so anybody want to call in and join us on the show, give us a call at 516-387-1914 because I want to hear your thoughts because there's a difference in just being straight out, straight up mean and just being bitter because I think a bitter like being sour, like a sour taste. It's like no matter what do, Cedric, you're not going to make that person happy. No matter what you say, they still going to be feeling some kind of way. And some people are just that way. But you, it's a cycle. It's a learned behavior. And sometimes it's environmental. If you're around negative people, sometimes mm-hmm. that can easily spread onto you. I tell individuals even as a therapy. Now, I've been out of school. I've had my master's degree, whoo, Cedric, for over 20-something years. It's crazy. I graduated like in 1999. So, yeah. so it's been that long <laughs> I've been talking of mental health and criminal justice and doing social work and all the stuff that I've done. 
And I've ran across people from all walks of life. But the one thing that gets me is depression. And I know that individuals are going through some things. Now, just because they're depressed doesn't mean that they're bitter. But they may have a different outlook on life. But sometimes we get it kind of confused. Because if a person is angry, I can work with a person that's angry and mad all day long. Because I'll get them to see things from a different perspective. But you've got to break the cycle of bitterness. And it says, the first step towards breaking the cycle is to recognize you're bitter. You got right. to do it you got to, you know it, you feel it. You know, we, we talk about right. anger being an emotion, a valid emotion, which when you're bitter. Now, the next step after you recognize that you are struggling with bitterness is begin to interrupt your thoughts, automatic thought-stopping process. When that stuff starts coming up, you know, we used to think jealousy was cute. Oh, she thinks she all that. Oh, she got a new car. Oh, she Really? And there's a difference between jealousy versus envy. And in a relationship, jealousy even changed forms because jealousy is I'm afraid that they're going to take that person from me. Not mm-hmm. I don't want you to It's I don't want to lose what I have when it comes to a relationship. Now, with strife, a person could be right in your face and stab you in the back, and you may not even see it coming. And it can come from, from anyone. So we got to break the cycle. So like I said, you got to interrupt the thought. Hey, you know, you got to feel it, process it, release it. What do you think about that, Cedric? Feel it. Feel that bitterness. You upset. Yeah. Process it for a little while. Don't marinate on it. And release it. And just walk through it, you know. Um, yeah, I feel like when you're bitter, you're not present in the in the moment, you know, because you're still – you're not available for anybody when you're bitter. You know, Ooh, I like that. Um, you're not yeah, you just really are. You're not available for anybody. You know, you can't be. Your mind can't be in two places at one time. You know. Just, uh-uh, wait a minute. Like so you, your body's here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. Right. You know, and right. that's, that's right. a deep. Oh, your body's here with me, but your mind is on the other side right. of town. So basically your mind mm-hmm. is somewhere else because you're up to the wrong that you felt that was done to you. So you got to take mm-hmm. notice of them. We're talking about taking the time to notice what is going on and when you're having these thoughts. And sometimes, you know, you got to tell a story or think about this, are you hurt and who hurt you? You know, a lot right. of times people like, I don't know. Well, why are you doing this? Well, I don't know. Well, what is it? I don't know. Are they, and every time, well, I say every time, often when they tell the story, Cedric, sometimes the story changes. Mm-hmm. So you don't be knowing what the heck be going on. Now, exactly. I want to talk about after you recognize that you are bitter, start listening to what the bitterness is telling you. We have to take action. You have to do something about it. Now, I wrote down right. some things, but I just want to share some of the things that I, I wrote down in regards to what we're going to be talking about. And I said, what is a bitter person? Because it could be anybody. It could be your mama. It could be your kids. It could be your spouse. It could be your boss. It could even be your best friend. I don't like hanging out with bitter people. That's why my friends are very few. And someone who is bitter is angry and unhappy. They're just not happy. I didn't say that they're depressed. They're just 
not happy. And it could be for a number of reasons. And in most cases, it could be related to the past or be that of a relationship or a situation. They could be upset about a situation. Now, a bitter experience can cause deep pain. And not only deep pain, Cedric, it can cause a sense of trauma. And it can also be stressful. And it can also affect one relationship and the outlook on life. So that's why and I'm your, talking about And your this. health, Jeanette, just your health, <laughs> your health alone. Yeah. You know? Your health mental as well as physical. I'm sitting up here now in so much pain. Ooh, I feel like you could just take a pen and just pop me. I'm, I'm just, ugh. you know, and, and with my hands mm-hmm. swelling up, my uh-uh, my head bent seem like it's swelled up, but uh, I, I gotta, I'm working on this weight. I even ate breakfast. I got to do away with the sugar and, and all that other stuff. So, But the thing is, it, it can. It can affect you mentally as well as physically, and people don't realize how the bitterness can eat them up. That's why it's good to talk yep. about it. So, like I said, we're going to be discussing the science of bitterness, what we've done, which we've done, why individuals become bitter, as well as provide information to discontinue the negative behaviors. You know, Cedric, a lot of individuals are not even aware of the behaviors that they exhibit. Now, we know that they may say things or sometimes they do things. My mother was destructive. She would tear your stuff up. Yeah. You know, have you ever seen a bitter person just just, just tear your stuff up, don't want you to have nothing, yep. just tear your stuff yep. up, they mad? Let's talk about and, that and, a little bit. Yeah, um, not only do they tear your stuff up, they tear you up. You know, <laughs> so you got to, so like like it, it's impossible, you know, to deal with that type of bitterness, Jeanette. Like it, it just permeates the entire house. You know, um, I've had to deal with some some bitter individuals living in my house, and me and mm-hmm. Jamie generally. We don't we don't operate that way, you know. So uh-huh. when they came in, it was just the amount of negativity put me and her in a negative space. You oh know, yeah. So eventually, you gotta you gotta get those people. You gotta get those people out of you. Gotta get them out of your your life and your space. You know and you know, and it's a hard thing for some people to do. And that was one of the things that I was talking about is one can find happiness and become a happier human being once they let some things and some people go. Sometimes we hold on to people that in our life for whatever the reason may be, and sometimes we feel sorry for them or we feel guilty or we feel like they've been in our life for so long we want them to change. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So sometimes you got to clean up, clean it up. Clean it up. Get, get rid of that mess. You, you, you're dragging me down. You're dragging me down. Individuals right. that are bitter, negative, will drain the heck out of you. And oh, even suck though the life right out of you. Tuesday is normally when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, and I haven't heard mm-hmm. from Lady T yet, but you know we mm-hmm. there's a lot of mean people even in the church. Just mm-hmm. be mean to just mean this. Mm-hmm. So and then we walk around and you know oh she um she just sent me something I tried to log on and there was nobody there she calling the wrong number <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not having to show to the 
thought you were going to tell me I'm not having the show today. We're on now. I know. Are on now. Call. Again, if you want to call in and join us on the show, give us a call at 516-387-1914. And if you want to share this information with someone that you know that may be experiencing some type of emotional response, whether it's a breakup of a relationship, a lost job, you're, you're, you're basically upset with your children, your adult children. You could have been upset with a friend of yours, no matter what the case may be, even a neighbor. Sometimes even dealing with neighbors that you can cause a form of bitterness. Now, I have some information. Someone wrote an article, and their name is Seth Myers, and they have a side D. It says, how to understand and handle bitter people. Because emotionally bitter individuals can be frustrating, but understanding them helps. You know, you've got to have a little compassion. You asked me the question about can they change. Yes, they can. They really can. Now, having patience and compassion takes a little bit of time, but I'm not saying everybody is worth it. Some people, I'll just leave them alone. I love you with the love of the Lord. I, I, I ain't investing with you because uh, you're, you're too much, you know. She said, I did call and said there's no show schedule. Oh, we are on now. Yeah, we're we're, we're talking, so just keep directing her, Gillette. Um, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay, so, again, in order to better understand a concept, it often helps to first define it. Now, the emotional feeling of bitterness is a complex mixed emotion. It is. Because under the bitterness, it can be anger, it can be disappointment, it can be betrayal, it can be disgust, it can be anger, it can be an array of different emotions that a person may be feeling. Now, in this article, they identify six basic human emotions, surprise, disgust, happiness, sadness, anger, and fear. And that's another thing that bitterness, you don't think that is rooted also in fear. Now, if you think about bitterness, you probably realize that the feelings isn't restricted to just one of these six basic emotions because it's not. But do you know um, one of the things I can say about social media, Cedric, and texting is we are learning about emojis. Before we had the happy and sad. Now we've got so many different emojis. If you can do an emoji quiz to try to figure out. Remember how as a, a teenager we played that little game where people would act stuff out? People need to do that with right. emojis. Oh, sure. to... uh, emojis yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. We have so many emojis. Mm-hmm. Now, part of what makes bitterness complex, a complex emotion, is that it also includes disappointment, meaning I am disappointed in the other person's actions. Now, that part is as a kind of behavior, it can develop over time because disappointment is a complex emotion too. Now, a lot of times, Cedric, we don't go around saying this person disappointed me because sometimes we don't even realize that it was a disappointment that we're feeling. We don't know what it is. So we have to take a moment and consider one person in your life whom you consider to be a better person, and most likely your assessment is based on your perception. You know, Cedric, that's like a person say, well, he got an attitude. She got an attitude. What the hell is that supposed to mean? You know, are you saying my attitude is good? Is it bad? Is it healthy? Is it unhealthy? But an attitude, too, is another person's perception. 
Sometimes we read too much into things. Bitter individuals tend to have a conflictual social interaction with many people, not just you. Cedric, now that's huge. If you're dating somebody and they don't get along with quite a few people, then you know it's not just you. Because sometimes they will isolate you to make you think and feel that you all that they got, you can't leave them, you will abandon me, especially if they have abandonment issues. But that bitter individual tends to have social interactions or problems with many other people, not just you. You know, now you were talking about the people that moved into your home. Did you notice that when they moved into your home, they may have came in with baggage and talking about other people and how other people treated them and how life wasn't fair and all this other mess? Did you have that experience, Cedric? Absolutely. <laughs> when all they really needed to do was look in the mirror. You know, like, okay, you got a, you got a bad break. You know, what are we going to do about it now? You know, because mm-hmm. and a lot of times it wasn't even a bad break. It was your own behavior. And why are we the only people that you can come to? You burned all your bridges. You know. There you go. So there you the go. first, last, and only resort. They burn all the bridges. They didn't come to you, and they get mad if you help. Don't help. I tell them I'm gonna be a B if I right. I'm gonna be a B if I don't. Just in this B, because I'm not even getting caught right. up in all that melodrama no more. Now, in relationships, exactly. whether personal or professional, it's natural and socially expected to take things personally. Now, in other words, if a particular individual is talking to you, why wouldn't you take what they say personally? The other day, uh, my friend was showing me something that somebody had said about me, and the comment that was said, I just laughed because I'm like, this person don't know me. I ain't taking that personal. Right. I ain't directed towards, directed towards him. It ain't got nothing to do with me. You know, and a lot right. of times people will do that because it's, it's like when they say rotten to a core, or some people have this this, this 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 stuff in them, but they they're angry at another person and they'll drag you in it to make it seem like you the bad person. And it's like, baby, I didn't do that to you. That person did. So you right. can't take things. And the most crucial point to remember with bitter individual is that their negativity or their personality style dictates the bulk of their interactions with most people meaning more than less. They are the same way. It's not just you. Now, without the empathy that is expected of grown adults and given their tendency to operate from blaming perspective, it follows that the individual social interaction would largely be the negativity, and it's very complex because, after all, most men and women incorporate social conventions as a function of socialized Depart development. So when we were talking the other day and you asked me that question, and part of what I was trying to get you, what I was telling you is, take maturity. You're not going right. to be bitter if you're mature. If you know how right. to regulate your emotions, you're not going to let the small stuff bother you. You're not going to be tripping on stuff like that. Not that serious. So sometimes it goes back to, again, when that person is close to you, you know when you hold it on to it, everything that they say offends you, then that bitterness mm-hmm. is going to come out. But if it's not, if you don't take it personally, they don't even know your triggers. Now, bitter individuals break 
with what is expected socially developed, for, like I said, from normal people or normal adults, because gender men and women do not subscribe to, nor are they able to accept and follow what is expected in adults, meaning they act very immature. So Michelle was able to log on. Let me log her on now. I don't know why she was having all these difficulties. Hello, ma'am. Number ending in 22. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. How are you doing? I tried earlier and it said you know no. I'm, about, about just, I'm just about hanging into you there with you as you can imagine. We'll talk after the show because I got to go pick Ryder up from school. So there's some things okay. that I got to go into my prayer closet about because of. And it ain't going on like that, okay? So okay. We talk, we're talking about being bitter. What comes to your mind when we talk about bitterness, Christina? Me? Uh, well, bitterness about sometimes it comes to my mind is some of my, that I thought were friends, um, for example, um just so angry over stuff that they were so bitter towards me, and I don't know why. And then it seemed like also sometimes I felt like I was, I didn't think I was being bitter, but somebody said you seem so bitter. I guess because of anger. When you're angry, sometimes you're bitter, but you're really angry. Does that make sense? It do. We talked about that. And you know what we talked about part of the root is they're disappointed. I didn't expect for you to hurt me. I didn't think you would do that to me. So they're disappointed in the other person's behavior. But sometimes you got to pay attention to who and what you're dealing with. If you're dealing with a person with a childlike behavior, how do you expect them to respect you? They don't know any better. It doesn't mean that you have to accept the behavior. That's what makes it so frustrating. Sometimes you got to learn how to separate things, and you have to teach people how to treat you. If you know your value, you know your worth, and you respect yourself, you're not going to let nobody just talk to you any kind of way, mistreat you, or put you down, because you're not going to allow it. So when we start talking about bitter individuals engaged in passive-aggressive behaviors, and being on the receiving end of such is often frustrating. My grandmother used to call it nasty, where you can be nice to a person and nasty to a person at the same time, and they send mixed messages. You don't know if they compliment you or backhandedly insulting you at the same time. Something what was you about to say? With me? Are you talking to me? No, I was talking to Cedric. You're talking to me? I was talking to Cedric. Cedric, what's your take on that? Oh, okay. Oh, the uh, passive-aggressive backhanded compliment? It's nice and nasty. Now, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've been known to do that, um, which is very Im- immature, but it usually happens when somebody says something to me and I'm not, like, mature enough to, like Michelle says, go high, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not, like, one of my prouder moments, but I can honestly say when I'm getting better – because hopefully I'm getting more mature in my old age, um, that I don't have to respond to everything. You know Ooh, what I mean? It's, just not, it's not necessary, you know. And you it know. doesn't have to be even in a situation where I feel like, well, this is going to escalate to a fist fight, you know. Um, 
it could just be a situation where I don't I don't I don't know what they're going through and I don't have to respond. I don't it's not necessary. I can just keep it pushing, you know. And and every time you do that, it's a win for you. It's a win for your for your well being, your sanity when you like you, you again, you have every you feel as if you have every right to respond when somebody says something crazy to you and um especially on social media and even on social media I don't respond like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like if somebody says something funky to me, I don't start cussing them out. I don't call them a B if it's a woman. I don't call them a bunch of names if they're a guy. I respond the same way I would respond mm-hmm. if one of my students. That's how I respond. You know. Well, you know, one of the things we know with higher levels come higher devils. So you're going to get that. You're going to get that negativity regardless. I have you and I have my auntie and I got Miss Christina on the line. If somebody sees something negative posted about me, they'll either let me know. My auntie used to be, I used to put her my social media watchdog. She'd be telling me, don't be accepting um, requests from everybody. I'd be like, well, most of I don't know half of these people, but I do it because right. of the podcast or because of my public speaking engagements or because of my business, you know, because I, I do certain things, I. I do interventions. I work with individuals that have relational issues or substance abuse, addictive issues, or, you know, parent-child relationships. So I do so many different things. But sometimes I get these individuals that just straight be um, be negative, and, and, and I don't have time for that. So, you know, I, other people have been my eyes and my ears. Now, I want to say, oh, i got a client. <laughs> i got to get this letter to him. Oh, shoot. Okay. Well, right today. Because, you okay. know, Jeanette, Jeanette, the thing about it is if you let it in, you gotta let it all you're gonna let it all in. And you gotta be strong enough to deal with the negative and the positive when you when you're mm-hmm. doing something in the you know, I would love if all of every review of my book was wonderful and everybody loved it and everybody but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily gonna be the case. You know. Mm-hmm. When you put something I don't care if it's a radio show or a book or a TV show or music. Everybody's not going to like it. You have to be That's okay true. with that. You know, you can't, you, know, you can't be up in your feelings all the time. Correct. And you know what? And that's the problem. Is that, you know, my thing is it motivates me. It gets me to the point right. where, you know, someone will say something to me or what she thinks she did. She thinks she did. Girl. Cedric, I can't wait for my birthday to go by my Cadillac. Even though my hand hurt, my feet hurt, everything hurt, I'm getting my Cadillac for my birthday. <laughs> I hear you. I Absolutely. Wait a minute. You know, I, I, I got the in the wait, 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 for, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Can I interrupt? Are you saying you're getting yes. a Cadillac for your birthday this year? Yes. Yes. What are you going to do with your other car? I want, I'm a kid. I just said I got my picture to pay for. So okay. it's paid for. So when people keep talking about me, all that's going to do is make me do something else. So now I'm about to go get my calendar because I'm tired of sitting in that little bin. That little bin is getting in out that car be driving me crazy. So I'm going to get me an SUV. My driver told me I don't need to escalate. Really? What SUV are you getting? The, the Denali? 
No, no. I'm going to get the, um, what is it, the CT, I think it was CT5 or the CT4. I don't need the CT6. That was, uh, that's a little smaller. Yeah, that was a little smaller. Yeah. It's not such a monster like right, an Escalade. Yeah, I'm looking at an SUV because <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. Well, I don't need that one. Now, I want to get into another one. Bitter individuals often operate from blaming and not empathetic perspective. In their personal and professional relationships, bitter individuals often blame others when things go wrong or don't work their way. You know, it goes back to wanting the immediate gratification or, you know, they hurt me. Look what they did to me. It's like they leave, they have a scar, and they want to tell everybody they scar. I can can say in regards to my grandchildren, my grandson, don't let him fall on the playground and get what we call a little boo-boo. He wants everybody to see his boo-boo because he wants everybody to kiss it. Or most kids would do that. My sore, my hand hurt, my, you know, and that's what individuals do. Go from blaming people for, you know, whatever the incident was based on their perspective. And bitter individuals will inevitably negatively impact you if you engage with them in any meaningful way they are triggered. Now, Michelle, you know we talked about People. We talked about how you interact, and sometimes individuals can think that they're taking your kindness for weakness. And when they do that, all they do is hurt themselves. They don't hurt you; they hurt themselves, and they don't even realize it. So sometimes, you know, we try to hold on to individuals because we think that they have potential, or we can squeeze them in some kind of capacity. But everybody is not meant to be on your team. They're they're really not. And so it's like the old saying, go, I remember they said, sometimes we get lifetime people with, we, get, we, have, we have lifetime expectations for seasonal people. And that's even if you're married to them. You know, sometimes individuals are married and they'll say, well, you know, we married and, and God don't like divorce, and, but God didn't ask you to be uh, miserable either. So sometimes what happens is we get ourselves caught up in situations and we think, can't get ourselves out of it, and you can. You can. Now, I want to share this, and it talks about 12 steps to overcome the bitterness. Because anger involves outrage followed by actions if you decide how best to handle your situation. Because this is the thing that people get frustrated when there's a lack of resources, when they don't know what to do. They don't know which way to turn and bitterness can feel worse than anger because it involves a feeling of helplessness. You know what? I hear music. I don't know. Okay. So what do you think about this when we talk about the um, sense of helplessness? I'm sorry, Jeanette, did you Are say Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking to Cedric, the sense of helplessness. Okay. Yeah, um... In terms of, of bitterness, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's that. Like, uh, I think a lot of bitterness kind of, you know, it's more a, a lot of it. You feel like you've been betrayed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, if you feel mm-hmm. like a sense of betrayal, um, and and a lot of times that really has nothing to do with it. You know, mm-hmm. like when I when I hurt when I hurt my hip in college, it made me really, really bitter, really hard to deal mm-hmm. with because I'd put so much into doing what I wanted to do, and I felt like 
it was the coach's fault and it was this such and such's fault. But in but in reality, when I think about it, it's like, do you think the coach purposefully got hurt you? Like they don't want the best for you? Of course they want the best for you. You know, it is purposefully help you get injured. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just it's a very immature way to uh, to um, approach life. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I've and never, that's a, that's I've a good because you can feel that way. And one can feel yeah. that way in regards to feeling a sense of helplessness, like the whole world is against them and people are out right. to get them. And they refer to what is called embitterment in psychology circles. Bitterness happens when you feel there's no actions left to take because everything is out of your control. The next right. one is, while it might be true, you can't change what happened, that has left you bitter, you can't undo it like a car accident or whatever the case may be. You can't go back, but you can't take action to move forward in your life. Oh, you'll see something. Yeah, you can't take action. Michelle, what do you think about that? That you have to move forward? Yes, you do. I know. And I, I mean, I, you know, I, when somebody said to me, example, you know, uh, that I seem so bitter, I was like, mm. really? And when I really thought this other person was being bitter, but both of us were going through, she had lost her dad just, and she couldn't get through it, you know, and I was dealing with all kinds of stuff and still, oh, that I had dealt with the death of my husband, so maybe I was bitter, okay. you know, because like you said, you're disappointed. She had made a promise, like, for example, to help me through this difficult surgery. Mm-hmm. And then she was freaking out about doing it. And it was almost mm-hmm. like she was trying to get out of it. And then, in fact, she was supposed to come to a birthday party of mine at Pachanga, and somebody else knows about that. And mm-hmm. he turned around and said, oh, her cousin was coming to town, so, you know, if... Um, if I have to pay for my own meal or anything, then you know what? I'm just going to have to skip coming. And I was like, what? I didn't even say that I had to pay for my own meal. It was my birthday party. I was just throwing, and we've been friends for a while. And mm-hmm. then she said somebody being bitter. So, you know, I just decided, you know what? Let it go, move on, whatever. Uh, and, you know, and I had said something to her about, she got mad at me, I think it was, but she when this is when she said I was bitter because she'd been gambling a lot. And I made the point of mm-hmm. saying to her, maybe I shouldn't have, that, you know, are you sure you don't, you're, you're going to the casino because you're so stressed and uh, depressed about your dad because he used to like to go mm-hmm. there, so you're just going to go and keep losing all your money. And she got mad at me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I was like, know, oh, wow. So, so- People don't like to be called on their stuff, though. Now, one of the things is it indicates is overcoming bitterness worth the effort. That's up to you. If you want to stay that way, if you want to die that way, if you want to stress your stuff out like that, that is all up to you. You have a choice of whether you want to be happy and be at peace or if you want to be angry at the world. Now, I'm going to give you some more information. Talk about 12 ways to overcome bitterness. 
First, you have to do a serious reevaluation. You got to really think about what is this that I am really holding on to, and you got to ask yourself some good questions to dig deeper into facts and feelings. Meaning, did this really happen the way I said it happened? And why am I feeling this way? What is causing me to hold on to this stuff? Because, you know, we got people in our family that were dead and gone, and people were still holding on to stuff. I used to get tired of hearing them stories. <laughs> I'm like, they're not here no more. Let it go. But some people find pleasure into holding on to that pain. So you have to reevaluate the things that was actually lost, too. Because sometimes, well, they took my money, or they took my land, or they took my man. Really? Can't nobody take nothing for you? Because what is for what God has for you is for you. Can't nobody Amen. take nothing. So sometimes people hold on to that. And then you have to put your story sometime on hold. Stop keep telling the same old story because people get tired of listening to it especially when you're bringing them into it, story about what happened to you, what would have happened if, or just, you know, a week ago, a few days ago, take a break from telling it. You know, I like Mary Jane when she used to sing that song, No More Tears. And there's another one, you know, the, the Mary Mary, I cried my last tears yesterday. I know I'm trying to sing Mary Jane. And um, there's so many songs, motivational songs, movies, you know, they say if God can bring you to it, he can bring you through it. You don't have to continue to hurt and wallow in your pain. So you got to re-narrate your story. Make it a happy ending, even if it wasn't a happy ending. Find something to laugh about. Now, another thing that it talks about is stop fighting. You know, Cedric, bitter people. <laughs> we like to file folks. Because unfortunately, with today's technology and social media, it provides the perfect, what they call, um, forbiddenness. If there are other people involved, spying on the person who triggered or upset you is really a form of self-torture because it involves comparing yourself to others, unfortunately. And it will lower your self-esteem. So stay off other people's Facebook page. Stay off other people's posts. Don't get caught up in people's Instagrams and, and all of this stuff. You don't need to spy because all it's going to do is make you more angry, feel more betrayed, feel more hurt. When, I, when, I, when I'm done with a person, Cedric, I don't care who they with. I don't care where they go. I wish them the best. When they say bon voyage, see you later. Don't even trip. And spying on others can also be addictive. If you can't stop spying, you may need support. You can talk to a good friend. You can, you know, go to a support group, or you can go to counseling, because that's that impulsive behavior. What do you think about that, Cedric? When you're upset with somebody, you always want to know what they're doing. Okay, I don't know, Cedric, where he went. The next one is forgive, but not only at your own pace. Meaning forgiveness is a great psychological relief, but only if you are ready and it's real. Meaning forgive yourself. Forgive the other person. Forgiveness doesn't mean you forget. Forgiveness doesn't also mean that you're going to reconcile with that person. Forgiveness is a way to set yourself free so you're not holding on to this luggage and constantly telling your story. Um, Christina, what do you think about that in regards to 
uh, forgive at your own pace. Yeah, I think it's good to forgive at your own pace. Um, I also know that as time has gone by and I've just learned to kind of like, you know, um, like you said, you got to forgive yourself and forgive them. And if you can reconcile it, you reconcile it. If not, you just keep moving on and it's in God's hands and figure out whatever. But I mean, I understand that, you know, it's, it's hard to sometimes for, you know, like at your own pace or just to even forgive. Some people, sometimes I'm not going to forgive that person. I'm never going to talk to that person again. You know, that's not my personality, but. Mm-hmm. I've learned, and I don't know if this is the right thing to do or not. I've learned that, you know what, if somebody like, for example, this person I was telling you about sent me a message and just said, you don't bother me and I won't bother you. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. And so, you know, um, and I and I know it had something to do with money, which, mm-hmm. like, when some people say, you know, like when you remember you said about weakness and uh, don't, don't, what, how do you say it? Don't, don't, um, don't let weakness do you for kindness or something like that. Okay. Well, so kindness weakness. Yeah. I tend to be very, tend to be helping other people a lot, as you know, mm-hmm. I think. But I don't do that as well, much Well, I'm not, people get mad at you even if you can help. Even if you do help, they, that don't mean they're going to like you. That's right. And I, I want to share this, share this too, because this is very important. We got to step into the now and branch out, right. because a lot of times people get so stuck in the past. Part of the bitterness is old stuff. It's old bitterness. It's old yeah, they stuff. Can't that's over. They can't get over. They can't get through You have to let it go. You have mm-hmm. to let it go, right? Because if you yep. don't let it go, because you're just going to kill yourself. It may not hurt them, but you're going to mentally or physically hurt yourself. Say drinking the poison, waiting on somebody else to die, and you left around and croak. Now, another thing is branch out because bitterness tends to fade in the face of excitement and joy. In other words, new and better experiences. Explore a long-time interest or reconnect with others. Choose some new things to put into your life. Do something different. You know, don't keep doing the same old stuff, you know. And, and a lot of times we get so caught up in routine. Change your routine. When you change your attitude, it changes your attitude. Also, set many goals for yourself each day because bitterness is a powerful time and the best intention to do things like try new things and be mindful can soon be caught in a tug, meaning sometimes you got to meditate, sometimes you got to, you know, you got to be like, look, I am determined to do this. And try a new perspective and keep the when necessary. A lot of times, uh, Christina, people are afraid to seek support because they don't want nobody to know that they feel in some kind of way. So they start holding on to these things, and um, it's not going to get you nowhere. It, it's really not. I'm looking at something, and it talks about they have what's called bitterness quote. And like I said, we all are human, and we all have felt some kind of way about something. But holding on to it will make it fester and grow inside of us, and we're not growing and growing and thriving. So we got to find better ways to be able to thrive and better ways to love ourselves and love on ourselves. Now, 
And we know that becoming a better person is not something that most people want for themselves or their loved ones, but it can be helpful to spot the signs. So like I said, if you see someone and you see someone that's hurting, don't just shame them and call them out on it. But, you know, because what happens is bitterness quotes, and it says why it's bad for us to be bitter. One of the things I want to read some of these quotes, it is hardly possible to build anything if frustration, bitterness, and a mood of happiness prevail. Also, worry, hate, fear together with their offshots, anxiety, bitterness, impatience, unkindness, judgmentalness, and condemnation all attack the body at the cellular level. level. It is impossible to have a healthy body under these conditions. So it will eat you up at the soul. And bitterness and resentment only hurts one person. It is not the person we are resenting. It's us. Michelle, anything you want to say to the audience before we end the show today? And I will say bitterness kills the soul. Well, I will really tell you that, I mean, with me, I mean, I know, and you know me, I mean, and I know when I've, been, you know, I've gotten angry and bitter and passive aggressive, but that doesn't, I mean, it doesn't excuse what I did, but, and then like you said, mm-hmm. I'm, it, I know that you have to move on to find peaceful and happiness and doing, like you said, talk to a therapist or a counselor or uh, do meditation, try to keep, and then mm-hmm. that's what I've done. I just kind of had to start myself fresh and not had people, you know, that if they don't want to be around me, and I, then I, you know what, I don't need to be around them. Okay, that's okay. You know, if that's the way it is. It makes me sad. What? Go ahead and free yourself. Yeah, so you know you don't want to be around so Don't wish no ill no, bad feelings on me. I don't want to lie. If you don't I, like it, let me lie. They don't out. They're angry with themselves. Right. So I want to know if you have anything to say, too, before we end the show, because we have pretty much ran out of time. Is there anything, a takeaway you want to leave with the audience in regards to being bitter and how to go from being bitter to being better? Cedric? I don't know where Cedric is. I know he's still on here. So, and like I said, <laughs> don't be bitter. Be better. Let's, you know, let's do away with some of this, this, this stuff we got here inside of us and, um, and release it. Acknowledge it, process it, release it. When you release it, it's like a rebirth. When you release it, you can have a healthier relationship. When you release it, you can have a healthier you. People are dying from heart attacks and strokes and cancer and a lot of things are just stress-related because people are just mad. But let some of these things go. Let some of these people go. You can get through it. After a couple of weeks, you can be like, uh, who are you? What? You know, there are people that I haven't seen or talked to in years. And you know, Michelle, it does not bother me, and I don't lose no sleep and no meal over it. Because sometimes those individuals weren't meant to be in my life from the get-go. So we just have to learn what's good. So, and sometimes what's good for us or what we think is not good for us, it's not always good to us. So, again, I want to thank you for joining us here at Precious Addictionist Blog Talk Radio. Time for me to log on. Log off, basically. So, again, thank you for joining the show. If you have any topics that you want me to discuss, you can call my office or at 
1677 at the call by 40. Or you can email me at jabney, A-B-N-U-I, L-M-S-T at gmail.com or preciouspredicaments at gmail.com. Because I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to hear what you want to talk about. Because, again, this show is for you. Today, Michelle, is my grandson's birthday. I've got teenage Uh grandkids, grandkids. You know, I've got so much going on. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Writer's birthday tomorrow. So, girl, it's so much. So much. But I appreciate you, Michelle, and you take care, too, and I will give you a call in a few minutes once I get in the car. Okay? All right. So, again, just thank you. Until Monday. Remember, you got this. Bye-bye.